We hope you enjoy this podcast from Light Church Edithburg. To find out more about us, visit lightchurch.co. We can come into church a bit sluggish sometimes. It's a bit sad, really. So anything we get used to, we can, we, we can get a bit go through the motions with. And uh, let me tell you, God wants to speak to you today. It's not because I'm any good. It's not because this church is. It's because God's good and God's here. And He's got a word for you. So I want to encourage you. Uh, if you're feeling sluggish, it'll be sluggish. Um, but if you're awake, if you're ready to receive, God's got something for you. And we'll be doing a series called The Very Good News of Jesus. Not just the good news, the best, the very good news. And it's a bit like what I said with coming in and how we're ready to receive. Uh, if, we're not, if we're not careful, the good news can become normal news. Uh, the good news, you might have heard, if you're around church, you might have heard the word gospel. Uh, gospel in Greek is translated to good news, and it describes who Jesus is and what he did. Mark 1 verse 1 says, this is the good news about Jesus, and the rest of the book tells you what it is. And it's amazing, it's life-changing news that God himself came to humanity, that he saved us, that he loved us, that he gives us freedom and life. And we can't ever get used to it. And we're just going deeper, we're unpacking it, and that's what we're going to do today. And uh, today, I'm going to talk about rest. Oh, everyone loves rest. Everyone gets excited when you talk about rest. And the Bible, the Bible talks a lot about rest, you know? And when I think of rest, and uh, I think of, I don't know about you, but I think of, you know, a Saturday morning, sleeping in. The kids, you pretend like they're not even there. Hopefully they're in another room today. If they're not there, bacon on toast. If you're lucky, there's some sport on TV. Or a holiday. You know, you go on a holiday and no emails. We went to Harndorf in the school holidays just for a couple of days. And we had no internet and no phone reception. It was beautiful. Out of sight, out of mind, just relaxing. My only, my, my perfect holiday, my only thing on my agenda is to find coffee and to find a beach. That's my perfect holiday. Right, when I think of rest, I'm thinking of a lazy Saturday. I'm thinking of a, I'm thinking of a holiday. And we've got to be careful about reading the Bible from our point of view. We've got to be careful about reading the Bible from our contemporary language and our own understanding and even our own biases. And so, because who knows that sometimes we can read things into the Bible that aren't really there. We've got to be, we've got to read the Bible as it is. The Bible was written God's word to us, not uh, what we want to find to make a groove of our decision or make us feel warm and fuzzy. It's God's word to us. And this word rest, I think it's a little bit like that. A little bit like that. Let me read you uh, a passage in Hebrews 4. God's promise of entering his rest still stands, so we ought to tremble with fear that some of you might fail to experience it. That sounds serious. I don't do too much trembling. For this good news that God has prepared this rest has been announced to us just as it was to them. Who's them? The nation of Israel. But it did them no good because they didn't share the faith of those who listened to God. For only we who believe can enter this, His rest. As for the others, God said, In my anger I took an oath, they will never enter my place of rest even though this rest has been ready since he made the world. We know it is ready because of the place in the scriptures where it mentions the seventh day. On the seventh day, God rested from all his work. But in the other passages, God said, they will never enter my place of rest. 
So God's rest is there for people to enter, but those who first heard the good news failed to enter because they disobeyed God. So God set another time for entering his rest, and that time is today. God announced this through David much later in the words already quoted, today when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts. And now if Joshua, he led the nation of Israel, succeeded in giving them this rest, God would have not spoken about another rest still to come. So there is a special rest still waiting for the people of God. For all who have entered into God's rest have rested from their labours, just as God did after creating the world. So let's do our best to enter that rest. But if we disobey God, as the people of Israel did, we will fall. Now I don't know about you, but my idea of rest doesn't quite fit in. I don't know if God's, you know, my idea of a lazy Saturday morning sounds a bit more serious than that. It It sounds like there's more to it. doesn't seem to fit in. There seems to be something missing. There seems to be something more. I said the word rest is, is in the Bible hundreds of times. In the Hebrew, in the Old Testament, in the Greek, in the New Testament. There's even more than, there's actually quite a few translations for the word rest. This rest is throughout the Bible in the Old and New Testament. And I think it, it is more to it than we realize. Jesus said, come to me and I'll give you rest. Do you think Jesus would have said, come to me and I'll... I'll give you a little holiday. Come to me, I'll give you a nice big cold drink of water and I'll take the kids off your hands for half an hour. Come to me and I'll give you a lazy Saturday morning. We don't read it like that, but that's what sometimes we think of rest as. It's to break from all our issues. I don't think that's what Jesus is saying. I think there's more to it. I think there's more to this idea of rest. And I think there's aspects of refreshment and peace But I think it's an aspect of it. I think it's so much greater. You know, think of who Jesus is. He's God's son. He came and died on the cross to give us life. I think there's going to be something bigger and greater than just a relaxing morning to this rest. And though sometimes we come at this from a really human standpoint, thinking, I'm just tired. I'm just sick of the kids. Hey, if anyone's got a reason to be tired right now, it's me. My children are not sleeping. Right. It's not about a human rest. God's coming from a supernatural, eternal point, so much bigger. And so this is where I just want to go today. We're just going to go, this is what this series is about. It's going deeper. It's finding greater meaning in the cross, greater meaning in the good news. Let me just pray, and then we'll start. God, I thank you that this is your word. I pray that your word will be remembered today, your presence. Speak to our hearts. Give us ears to hear, eyes to see, hearts to perceive your word for us. In the name of Jesus, amen. Now, the first time we see the word rested in the Bible, it's when, right at the beginning, when God created the world. And on the seventh day, God rested. And Adam, we love that verse. We're like, oh, yeah, even God needs a rest. He doesn't. He's just kind of showing something. And the, the Hebrew word here is shorbath. Everyone say shorbath. And it doesn't really mean rest. It just means stop. On the seventh day, God stopped. Stop. He ceased. And then this is where we get the word Sabbath from. And if you've been around church a little bit, you would have heard the word Sabbath. The Ten Commandments, keep my Sabbath. It was a holy day for Israel and they were told to dedicate it to God. And there was even the Sabbath year. 
and it found its origins in the creation, but there's connections to when they were in the wilderness and God poured down manna. And then as God gave the Ten Commandments, then he gave them even more instructions about how to keep this day holy, how to stop and dedicate it to God. So it was a day to stop what they were doing, and it was a day to dedicate it to the God. But over time, sadly, what was a day designed to serve the people, to connect them to God, because of so many rules, so many uh, regular regulations, it became systemized, where it became a burden. Imagine when rest becomes a burden. Sometimes it's easier not to rest than rest. That's what it became. And, and you see this in the book of Mark, where Jesus and his disciples are, are, growing, are growing, going through a field, and they break off these bits of grain and they eat them. And the Pharisees oh, they're harvesting grain. Jesus is like, come on. That's the Ben translation. Come on. Like, you, you've missed the point. And he says this, he goes, the Sabbath was made to meet the needs of the people and not to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even over the Sabbath. The Sabbath was meant to meet the needs of this people. This day of rest was made to meet the needs of the people, to stop, to take a break, to connect with God. But the the religious leaders didn't get it. They made so many laws. And Jesus went on to heal a man's hand on the Sabbath. And oh, you can't do that. You can't heal anyone on the Sabbath, the day for the Lord. That's how religious and and ritualized this thing got. And he, he goes, you don't get it. You've missed the whole point. The Sabbath. You know, but this idea of rest wasn't just for the Sabbath. You read the word rest right throughout the Old Testament. Uh, sometimes it's they entered into rest. Sometimes it's they had rest for 40 years. Sometimes it's they had rest from their enemies. It even says in Ruth, I thought I found this quite funny when I read this. Uh, it talked about how Ruth was finding rest in the form of a husband. <laughs> Wives, how, how restful was your husband? I don't think that's the way Tali would describe me as rest. I just don't think that's what would come to mind. And so Ruth must have had a different kind of husband. But rest is all throughout the Old Testament, right? I see so many elbows going. You need to be more restful. Um, We read rest in Samuel, in Kings, in Chronicles, Joshua, Judges, Psalms, the Prophets. Read it in the New Testament. So this, this idea of rest is right throughout the Bible. Obviously bigger than what sometimes we read it. Because I know sometimes I've read it, and I don't read it as, oh, Jesus, give me a relaxed day. But Jesus, give me a refreshment. Element of truth. But there's more. There's got to be more. There's got to be more. You know, the Sabbath, the Old Testament, is a shadow of what's to come. It gives a picture of what's to come. And this idea of Sabbath, of rest, is a picture of what we see in Jesus. You know, Jesus said, I'm Lord of the Sabbath. You know, they had to wait for a day to connect with God. Jesus, God, came to us. God himself came to humanity to live, to suffer, to die, to raise, so that by faith we have access, we have life to the presence of God any moment, any day. We don't wait, have to wait until the holy day. We can talk to God at any moment, any day through Jesus. For our faith in Jesus, we're, we're, we're sons and daughters, we're children of God. You know, he's called living water. There's an element of refreshment. There's an element that as humans, we need to stop. Sometimes we've got to stop. Sometimes we've got to turn off the phone. Sometimes we've got to shut the emails. We can't shut our kids, but uh, we've got to stop. 
and connect with God. You know, in the Old Testament, specifically in the book of Joshua, uh, the promised land is called rest. You read all throughout Joshua, you did not enter into my rest. You entered into my rest because you've entered into my rest. And let me quickly set the scene. Early on in the nation of Israel, there was a huge famine. And so they traveled to Egypt where uh, Joseph was. Got my J's wrong then. I was want to say Joshua, but I knew it wasn't right. He was there. God spoke to him. They collected grain. And so the nation of Israel, who were just really a family at this stage, traveled to Egypt. Now you go forward quite a few years and they're in slavery. And then Moses leads them out of Egypt. That's where we get the incredible Red Sea parting. Oh, what a... Imagine being there. That'd be freaky. I can't even... I always imagine seeing the... the, the I don't know, anyway, my mind gets, a, gets carried away. And so they go through the Red Sea, and then they travel towards God's inheritance from God's promised land, the land that God said, I've given this to you. And they go to the edge of this promised land, and they send in spies, but they come back 10 out of 12 saying, no, we're not, we can't do that. They're giants. They're huge. We can't take that land. And God says, all right, into the wilderness you go. And they travelled around for 40 years until the generation without faith died out, except for Joshua and Caleb. And then when they came back with faith, they entered into the promised land. And the Bible says, it says, you can read it for yourself, they entered rest. And when I read that passage in Hebrews, it says about they entered rest. They entered the promised land, the promised land was rest. Now the Israelites had an inheritance, which was rest. We have Jesus, which is rest. It's a shadow of what's to come. Hebrews 4, you know, God has prepared this rest. We believe who entered this rest, a special rest. So what is this rest? What is this rest? Jesus says, come to me and I'll give you rest. We've we got to picture it, but it's got to be more. What does it mean for us? What does it look like? Well, firstly, rest is not a feeling or a holiday. Jesus didn't come just to give us good feelings or give us a break. He, gave, he came to give us life. He came to give us victory. He, he came to transform us. He, he came to use us to reach our community, reach our world. Rest isn't a feeling or a holiday. Rest isn't without opposition. Sometimes when I think of my perfect day of rest, I'm thinking on the couch, watching the footy, cold drink, don't know where the kids are. I love them, but they're just going to have a break somewhere. But they can come back. But I'm just like, okay, yeah. Don't need it often, but now I need it. It's like, it's opposition, trials. The promised land still had the enemies in there. And they said they entered rest, but they still had to do a fair bit of work. There were still wars to fight. Jesus said, come to me and I'll give you rest. Jesus also said, on this earth there's going to be many trials and sorrows. Which one, Jesus? Are you going to give me a, a good time or am I going to deal with stuff? Both. Rest isn't without opposition and trials. Rest comes by faith. Hebrews said it. By faith they entered rest. The Israelites, by faith, went into the promised land. It still might have looked scary, but they believed God could take him in. By faith, Jesus gives us life. God himself came to earth. 
lived, suffered, died on the cross. Took the penalty, took the consequences of sin and death onto himself. So by just believing in him, believing in his work, we have life, we have victory, we have restored relationship. By rest, by faith we enter this rest. We can't manufacture it. We don't be a good Christian for a few months, then enter rest. By faith in Jesus, we find rest. It isn't a manufactured thing. Rest isn't a holiday. It, it, it's got, rest has got opposition. Rest comes by faith. What rest is? Rest is entering God's plan and purpose for our lives. Think about the nation of Israel. They were wandering around the wilderness, just walking in circles. They went from wandering, lost, into their destination. They went from being lost, wandering, what's next, how's this going to work, into where God had planned for them. When they stopped wandering, they found rest. I don't know if you've ever been lost, driving around, you can't find your destination. I don't think there's a, a greater test for relationships than being lost in the car. And that could be a friendship, that could be children, especially romantic relationships of any form. I remember one specific time, Talia loves op shopping, and I despise it. So one day a year we do it, <laughs> and I drive her around, that was her birthday. And then we were trying to find this big Salvation Army store in Adelaide, and I got a little bit lost. And it was a really nice day, but it could feel the tension building in the car. And there was cars everywhere. And, and I finally saw it out the corner of my eye, but it was too late. I somehow ended up on the, the freeway down to Victor Harbour. <laughs> 30 minutes later, we get off the freeway. Whew. It was a bit tense. If you've been lost, it's not a good feeling. Wandering's not a good feeling. And Jesus is rest. The good news of Jesus is rest. I don't know if you're faithful or not, but maybe you might be able to remember when you decided to follow Jesus or decided to make Jesus a part of your life. And I might have thought, oh, yeah, I'm here. This is where I'm meant to be. Oh, yeah, God, God loves me. He made me. He's got a plan for me. He's got life for me. Oh, oh, yeah, I'm not wandering anymore. I've found... What's actually really important, I'm here, I'm here. Or perhaps we have faith, but we lose track and we start to want to manufacture stuff in our lives. We start to try and earn our way into God's love. We lose track of the good news because it comes normal and we try and do it, we try and be it, we try and sort everything out for ourselves. We, we become Lord of our own lives instead of Lord of God and then we kind of realise where we're going or realign it. It's like, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm not wondering, I'm, I'm in God's plan, I'm in God's purpose. That's where I'm meant to be. That's what rest is. Entering God's rest is entering His purpose and plan for our lives. Jesus says, this is eternal life, that you know God. When I say eternal life, you might think, little babies playing harps on the clouds in heaven, I don't know what you think of eternal life. It might be a bit deeper than that. But Jesus said, hey, yeah, there's an, heaven's real, but eternal life is knowing God. 
Hey, God wants to do incredible things in your life. He wants to do incredible things in your family. He wants to do things in your little day-to-day. He wants to do greater things than give you dreams and passions. But God's number one purpose for your life, above anything else, is to know God. And that's what rest is. Rest is knowing God, coming to Jesus. That's God's plan and purpose, living in that. If we're not living that, we're wandering through life, trying to manufacture, trying to find. And rest is being in God's plan. You know, rest is our inheritance through Jesus. Remember, the Israelites, when they were going through the wilderness, God had an inheritance, which was the promised land. (coughs) And we have Jesus, where we come by faith, who's in our inheritance. I want to read you Ephesians from chapter 1. Now, I'm going to stop, start a lot in this, to pray for Andrew who's on the computer at the back. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us. Think about that. God loved you and chose you before you were born, before he created the world. That's why he came to earth as Jesus, because he loved us, because he chose us, and we just need to make that decision by faith. He loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. When God sees you and me because of Jesus, we are holy and without fault, which is so hard to get our heads around. It's a bit like what Steve was talking about. But that's how God sees us, by, by the cross, by faith in Jesus. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing in us to himself through Jesus. We're not just a cast off, to God. We're his children. We're his sons and daughters. We have access to his presence. We can talk to him in any moment. This is what, it, what he wanted to do and it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. We have forgiveness, but we have freedom. Freedom from sin, freedom from hurt. He showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. Kindness, wisdom. God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. We get to know God's plan. And it's a pretty simple plan to restore relationship with humanity. And we get to be a part of that through Jesus. And this is the plan, at the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. We have eternity with heaven. That's, that's our inheritance through Jesus. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God, for he chose us in advance, and he makes everything work out according to his plan. God's purpose was that we Jews, who were the first to trust in Christ, we bring praise to the glory to God, and now you Gentiles have heard the truth, the good news that saves you. We can hear and believe the word of God. That's our inheritance as well. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit. We're given the Holy Spirit. Now I sped through that. We could do a, an eight-week sermon on that passage alone. But that's our inheritance. I encourage you, go read Ephesians 1. By faith, that's our inheritance. And it's pretty good. 
It's amazing, actually. Rest is our inheritance. Rest is being in God's plan and purpose. Rest is abiding in Jesus. Abiding. There's a key word. Everyone say abiding. Abiding. I don't know if you've ever been on a holiday. And I found holidays when I was younger were a bit more relaxing than they are now. They're still good now. We still have a great time. But sometimes you come back from a holiday like, whew, I need another day off to recover from a holiday. And you might not be in that stage of life, but I know, I know one of my favourite things about holidays was just sitting down with Tyler, just eating food, just taking a... And then you got kids throwing stuff, you got them doing stuff at the table and not sleeping as well. And, and sometimes you go away for this rest and sometimes you've you got to come back for a bit of rest. And there's still value in the family time, but they're not as restful. You know, we don't need to go and, and manufacture and find rest. We find rest by abiding in Jesus. I'm not going to read this passage, Andrew, so you don't have to put it up. But in John 15, Jesus talks about himself being the true vine. And, it, and I'm just going to read you all the times he says, remain. He says, remain in me and I'll remain in you. Remain in me. Those who remain in me, I'll remain in them. Remain. Remain in me and my words remain in you. Remain in my love. Remain in my love. Remain in my love. Remain. Remain. Stay. 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 Abide. You know, at the end of his life, we'll go back to the Israelites going into the promised land. Joshua was their leader. He was the leader. He led him into the promised land. And this is at the end of his life, he says, cling to God and steward your inheritance. Cling to God and steward your inheritance. And we are called similarly to abide in Jesus and steward his blessing. I want you to picture a young, a young farmer inherits the family farm. It's paid off. Generations have, have done the work. They've, they've set him up pretty well. He's got the inheritance. But they've got to do something with it. Can't be like, uh, it's all right. Guess I'll just sit at home then and put the land. Should be right. No, you've got to go to work. And so not, not a perfect example because we don't work to earn anything, but we don't visit Jesus. Rest isn't visiting. Rest is abiding. Rest is living in the grace of Jesus. Rest is living, knowing Jesus, walking with Jesus. It isn't visiting. It's abiding. It's abiding. And his inheritance, his blessing is to steward it. What, what's that? It's, it's believe it and put it into practice. Yes, I am a child of God. Yes, I have the Holy Spirit in me. Yes, I know his word. It's these blessings and we put it in as we abide in Jesus. Rest is abiding. See, if we visit Jesus, maybe we visit him on a Sunday at church, we might get rest in that moment, that's, that's why we, but we can abide, abide in him. In God's rest, there is refreshment, don't get me wrong, but it's so much more. God's rest is his plan for our lives. His, his rest is to, for us to know Him. 
He's rested us, giving us life and, and grace. And I felt today as I was just praying, I've, uh, some of us have been wandering, wandering through life a bit. Maybe it's not knowing Jesus. Maybe it's knowing Jesus, but f- forgetting the good news. I believe some of us have been wandering through life. I've been, I believe some of us have been trying to manufacture rest. Manufacture, manufacture God's goodness. I believe some of us have been visiting but not abiding. And some of us have been abiding. I want to encourage you just to keep on. I want to read one more passage, Hebrews 4, and it says, and this is after the rest, what we read, read before, so it flows on to this. So then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses. I love that. God isn't distant, far off, not knowing who you are. He knows you and understands your weaknesses. He understands all my mess. And that can seem like a bit scary because we might have a bit of mess, but remember, He sees us blameless. This is why He understands. For He faced all the same testings we do, yet He did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive His mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. Why does He understand? So He can give us mercy and grace. Grace to help us. What does that mean? What's grace? Is what you say at the table? Part of it. Grace is God's presence, God's favour for us. His presence, His favour for us. And so He is grace for us in a time of need because He understands us. So that means sometimes rest is refreshment. Sometimes it is. Sometimes life is a bit chaotic where just God, and it's refreshment in our, in our soul, in our spirit. Refreshment. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's boldness to, to do what he's told you to do. That's a bit intimidating. Sometimes it's peace. Sometimes it's wisdom and an answer for a prayer. Sometimes it's wisdom for a business decision. Sometimes it's self-control. That's not as glamorous, is it? Just as, just as biblical, right? In Jesus, we have rest. It's incredible. It's God's plan for us that we can abide and we can live in. And He is a grace for us for what we need. And this is the beautiful thing about God is because Jesus spoke to the crowds, but He spoke to the individual. And He said, it's better that I leave the Holy Spirit comes because the Holy Spirit can meet with each of us today. And give us this rest. So some of us, we don't know what path to take. And He can bring wisdom. Some of us are hurting from something that's happened in our lives. And He can bring healing and comfort. Some of us, uh, we just need a bit of strength to keep on going in faithfulness. And God can pour it out by His grace for us. Because He knows us. He knows what we need. And He has this rest. I wonder if the band can come. In Jesus we have rest. He said, come to me and I'll give you rest. And it's so much better than just a little bit of relaxation. It's his presence for us. And we don't have to manufacture it. 
We don't have to force it. We don't have to go and find it. We just come to Jesus. And He has what we need. I don't know if you've ever been in a bit of a mess and you don't even know what's wrong. You don't even know what you need. I love that God does. He's, he's grace for us. He understands the weakness. He understands the highs and lows. And He's got grace for us for what we need. Today, He's got grace for you for what you need. His rest. We don't have to manufacture. We don't have to find. We just enter by faith into Jesus. Our inheritance. Our inheritance. I'm just going to um, spend a bit of time in worship. And I believe God's just going to come meet us. And I don't know where, where you're at. Maybe you're wandering a bit. Maybe you're manufacturing, maybe whatever. Come back to Jesus. Abide in Him. Abide in His presence. And He'll give you what you need. More than what you want, what you need. And you come by faith. We don't earn our way there. It's by Jesus and who He is. His victory. His life. We come by faith. God, I thank you for your presence here. Thank you that you give us rest. Not just like a, a fleshly human rest for our body. Rest for our souls. Knowing you're with us. Knowing you've got the future. Knowing you've got eternity. And God, I just lift up every individual in this place. You know them. You know their strengths, weaknesses, highs and lows. And you have grace for them for what they need. And so in this moment before we go, I pray that you just pour out your grace for us. Pour out your presence for us in this place. We're just going to sing a song here. And worship's incredible because it gives our attention to God off of anything else. So I encourage you to do this in this place before we go.